Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. I'm Cody Fields, the president of the Nosemister family of guitar effects. You can check us out and exchange currency for guitar pedals at westminstereffects.com. Make sure you join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. Also, you can support us on Anchor and help us keep the microphones on, even though we're going to keep doing this. You can... Uh, uh, we'll just say you can throw us certificates of appreciation since that's what <laughs> dollars are, right? Bradley is also not on this episode. Should be the last time uh, taking care of building renovations at Resurrection and Greer. Uh, but anyway, I am with... Hey everybody, John Ross here, Westminster Effects artist and church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. So John, this was your idea. What are we talking about? <sighs> Jesus, Jesus and Jesus accessories. <laughs> Jesus and Jesus accessories. Um, oh, man. So, that's that's going to have to stick around a while. I, I think. think so. It's it's on the recording now, so it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So today, I think, I think we should chat about the time that we spend at church. And we're not, I'm not talking about the time we spend at church as church goers. I'm talking about the time, or as church employees, I'm, I'm talking specifically about the time we spend at church as church volunteers. Uh, those of you in the working world, uh, particularly the, the corporate world, have probably heard the notion of work-life balance, uh, making sure that you're a good employee and a good family man. Um, however, uh, most of the time when we talk work-life balance or when someone else talks work-life balance, they don't really mention work-church volunteer life balance. You know, there's only the two extremes rather than the four. And this is something that I've struggled with, uh, quite a bit is, uh, you know, being dedicated to my job. Yeah, sure. Being dedicated to my family. Absolutely. Uh, but also insanely dedicated to the work of my church and not just going there. And like I said, being that churchgoer, uh, but being the guy who is there to or that people know is there and can, can do things. The, the person who always says yes. I think that I, admittedly, probably too often, I'm always the guy that says yes. Um, anything from you know, going to pick up my kids from, from Sunday school is like, hey, can you, can you do this just real quick? Uh, you know, I've obviously got mm -hmm. my in-ears hanging around my neck and um, you know, my belt pack on, like I'm obviously you know, on the worship team for the, for the Sunday and I've got to you know, just run errands back and forth. Um, or, or something where, you know, I get text messages during the week and, and I'm, I'm already booked out two months ahead and, and someone says, Hey, can you, can you do something this Sunday? We have, you know, these people gone and, and so on and so forth. And even though I'm already scheduled for something equally important, you know, I always feel pulled, uh, to be like, Oh, you know, should I help them or not? Like, like it's an actual decision, even though I'm already, you know, I'm already signed up. And, and I think a lot of us, especially me have the tendency to really want to do everything you can for the church. And well, that's a good thing. I think is, I would know, agree. You know, <laughs> God's God's church, the church exists to serve God's people, to bring people into the fold, to worship God, if we can assist the church with doing those things, then we should do that with, with all our heart, soul, and mind, right? 
Yeah, and I've had a, a little bit of a, a balancing act to pull with uh, work life, work church, and church life, where with our renovation situation Monday, I was, you know, pushing for retailers in Western North Carolina, hit some stores, came back. I think it was about 8 or 8.30 when Bradley calls, says, hey, we got some questions, issues, whatever, concerning guitar stuff and noise coming through the amps and all that. Can you come up? So I go and I help, and it wasn't a big deal. I was there an hour or so. Uh, Wifey was playing Fortnite and then about to play bass, rehearsing for uh, our upcoming uh, service on Sunday, which, you know, just for the record, go back and listen to the episode with Jason Houseman about why it's important to rehearse. Uh, So then that turned into me going with Bradley yesterday yesterday being a tuesday to guitar center to get appropriate cabling and then i helped some more with more of the music setup type stuff and then i was also there this morning at nine (laughs) o'clock and so it's, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind i was only there for an hour today and that wasn't a big deal and uh came back home got some work done uh et cetera, et cetera. but there is there is a very delicate balance you know i'm i'm fortunate and blessed enough to work for myself and to kind of be in a situation at the moment where I don't have just a ton of orders. You know, sure. it's, it's not like I'm sitting around bored all day, but I don't have a ton of urgent stuff to do this week. So I've been able to kind of shift some, some assignments around for the week and still get it done. But at the same time, it's like, I have significantly less time to get that stuff done. <laughs> and it's it's the same way. It is the exact same way, uh, or the exact same concept when we're talking about volunteering for our churches, whether we're greeting or helping with kids or helping with music. Like you are, you're still having to, you still have to shift time around uh, to get the things that you need to get done. Oh, yeah. Uh Absolutely. I was uh, looking at a uh, looking for an article here um, about uh, volunteer and uh, life balance. Not specifically slated for the church, but I'll I'll look at that after a while. Um, you know, I've definitely been in that uh, same spot recently as well. A um, number of months ago, uh, we uh, we were blessed by a financial gift from the congregation to be able to replace. Uh, the uh, at least part of our sound system at the church. Uh, so we went from uh, from amps and DSP to uh, uh, to the speakers and line arrays and the subs and whatnot. Um, so that that whole chunk was was replaced. Um, in uh, in doing so, since we had to strip every absolutely everything anyways um, to clean up cabling runs and whatnot. We also made sure that we ran everything nicely, labeled everything nicely, moved things where we thought they needed to go. I mean, it just took some time. And uh, our church, uh, being a a large church, uh, many of you may be surprised to know at a church of 4,000 people on the rolls or something like that, maybe three, uh, that we do not have um, a full-time or even a part-time tech director. Um, Oh, man. And and what you have to keep in mind is that not only are we a, a church that just turns some lights on and, and plays some songs, um, but I mean there is a certain amount of, of production uh, that happens, especially in the uh, the two eleven worship service, where we have uh, uh, 
light plots and moving lights and special programs for each songs. And we have uh, two screens and three cameras and triplexers and uh, you know pro presenter and this and that and back and forth. Um, and you know, and, and it's not even an analog system. It's all it's all Roland uh, digital. Um, and so you know, this is all stuff that's that's very you know. Uh, kind of intensive, has to be hands-on, and, and you know, you've got to know your stuff. And effectively, we've got two people at the church, myself and then, uh, and then uh, our, my friend Lars, who's our main front of house engineer, um, who are kind of the go-to people on that. Now, our worship leader knows quite a bit about it, too, which is awesome. And then we also have a member of our congregation uh, who owns a uh, uh, kind of a, a not church... It, it was church focused, but uh, an audiovisual production company, quite a large one that's based out of Lincoln here. And so they've been our contractor and vendor for support things in the past. Uh, you know, but it's difficult to get him on, you know, him or his staff on demand and uh, because they have other clients too. Whereas Lars and I, outside of our own personal hobbies, uh, you know, we're, we do it for the church. I mean, we, we've become the fixture, you know, for the audio side of things because we don't have that TD position. And so Lars and I took the time during this audio rebuild to just strip and rewire and, and cable everything. And, and it turned out great. I mean, we gained a bunch of channels because there were snakes and stuff that were you know unused, unplugged. And so, I mean, we're in a great spot now, but that took the better part of a week. And it was at a time where I could take some vacation from work, but because of the workload, I really couldn't. So every, you know, I was dropping the kids off at school in the morning and, uh, and staying there for, you know, half an hour doing a little and then coming back over lunch and doing a little and coming back at night and doing a little. And, you know, because, you know, I have a responsibility uh, to my, my place of employment to, to not only be here, but to do a good job, be productive, um, make myself valuable to them. Um, and you know, the, obviously that takes care of me and my family. I mean, that's puts, you know, puts the, the bread on the table, so to speak. Um, but what I will say is now this is just kind of standard anyways, but specifically that week, it really clicked for me that, man, I am busting my butt. I'm getting filthy. I hurt. I'm sweaty and I'm tired and I love it because I was doing it at the church. Right. You know, because I was doing it for something I was passionate about. And, I'm, I'm, and, and I, don't get me wrong. I like my job. They take care of me. Um, you know, it's not, my, it's not a heart thing, though, for me. Um, it's a career uh, that, uh, you know, God has richly blessed me with the skills to do. Uh, but, you know, my passion is church. And volunteering there, uh, regardless of, of what, goes on is really what lights me up. Here's where that gets complicated is, so I've got my responsibility to the office to, to take care of things at work. I've got the, what I would consider be the responsibility to, to my heart to take care of the things I'm passionate about. In this case, the church and the, the worship facing ministry of the church. And there's something missing there. And that thing that's missing is my wife and my three children. And mm. iced tea break. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and where do they fit in? 
because I like to call myself a double D. I'm a, I, I don't actually. I was gonna say I was gonna make this joke about double D domestic dad, and then wait a sec, and then I just kind of yeah. I'm leaving this in, by the way, because oh. it's very me. Please, no listeners. Please, <laughs> listeners, do not send illustrations. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mercy sakes. Oh, no. Anyway, proceed. Anyways, domestic dad. Uh, I just came up with that anyways. Um, and, you know, I one of the ways that I serve my family is... Uh, I take care of the grocery shopping. I take care of the grocery shopping. I come home. I make dinner every single night, for the most part, unless uh, unless I we're doing sandwiches or something, or you know, I pick up a pizza. But regardless, I, t- I usually take care of dinner every night. And you know, that's that's just something that that over time, as our family has developed together, that that has become something that I do, and I enjoy it. But. Am I passionate about that? And so that week, my family needed to eat. I'm the person who, who cooks for them. They, I, they have been <laughs> trained that dad's home, we're going to eat in an hour. And if I do say so, it's going to be amazing. However, if I'm leaving work and I'm going and I'm running cable and everything, I'm not looking at the clock because I'm in it. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm, you know, being, I, I'm able to, to set everything up the way I want it. I, ugh, I, I love it. I get so excited about it. And for those of you who can't see us, which is everybody, <laughs> because it's a podcast, he really is getting excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you clearly yeah. understand uh, the importance of something like First Timothy 5.8, but if anyone doesn't provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his own household, he has denied the face. Of, denied the face. He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Like, you don't want to go uh, and just kind of bail on your family, and that's not oh, your ab- intention. Absolutely not. But I think... Uh, what I was kind of going at with my example is that it can, it can, when you're so fired up to help, whether it be, yeah, whether it be setting stuff up for like building a set for vacation Bible school or or this or that. Yeah. You know what good is going to come out of it. Exactly. And and especially if you enjoy it all the much more on top of knowing that that good will come. Uh, I mean, how easy is it for us to, um, you know, do something we enjoy and completely forget about everything else for a little bit. Um, whether it be fishing, uh, playing, playing music, uh, maybe, uh, maybe playing Fortnite, you know, whatever it might be. Um, Watching playoff baseball. Go watch playoff baseball this year. There we go. I mean, forget about life for a while because it's something that we enjoy. And, and I think this is where, this is what it really boils down to is making sure that we have a proper understanding of vocation. And mm. this is something that, that the Protestant vocational uh, concept. Oh, oh yes, I love it, love it. I mean, this is something that's been hammered into into my head since uh, well, since since my upbringing as a as a young kid. You know, I um, grew up in uh, in the uh, 
the Lutheran churches and, and you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, et cetera, and Martin Luther are very big proponents of the doctrine of vocation. And now, now a lot of people think vocation and they think career. Ah, yes, think, exactly. Thank think you for job. clarifying that. Yep. Uh, now, and particularly most of the people that are going to listen to this are going to be generally American evangelical, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but this concept of vocation hasn't been developed nearly as strongly in the non-denominational modern church setting. So yeah, that's true. Define, define, define this uh, historic Protestant vocation concept for us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for calling that out. Um, sometimes I, I, I lose sight of the things that... Uh, uh, you and me both. Yeah. So it's like, it's like me with kerfuffle and I will call out my life. Group uh, again for freaking out of the fact mm. that I said kerfuffle. I kind of want to like a name, a snack food truck, like a food truck, kerfuffle, something. I have to think about that. Someone go truffle. Hey, <laughs> the tr- or the truth. The, yeah, the truffle kerfuffle, something like that. There it yes. is. Trademark Westminster effects, 2018. You heard it here first folks. So the doctrine of vocation is really in a simplistic format or, or sorry, really in kind of simple terms is we are called to do the things that have been placed before us. So in my life, my vocation, my primary vocation, so to speak, are, uh, Yes, a worker at my job. However, I've, I'm also a father and a husband and a volunteer. I mean, those are all vocations to me. Uh, I'm sure there's a much more scholarly explanation that I could dig up if I took a moment. But uh, <laughs> when, I, when I refer to the doctrine of vocation, it's understanding that these are things that I have been called to, whether it be because of the paths and doors opened in my life or the way that God has specifically equipped me to serve in his kingdom, uh, the, the children and, and family that he has blessed me with. Uh, and it continues down the line too. I mean, I, might, I have a vocation as, as a son, uh, as, as an uncle even. Uh, I have a, uh, a, what would be, I have a vocation as, uh, as an elder, at the church. Now, I, I mean, with the exception of my day job, I don't, I don't make any money doing these things. Like Cody, you said, I mean, this mm-hmm. isn't, we're not talking about a job. What we're talking about is those responsibilities that are placed before you that you are engaged in, then you have been equipped for. And ensuring how to put it. I'm, I'm drawing a blank with my train of thought here, Cody. Help me out, dude. I don't know where you were going. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, the, the thought that I keep having is, is I think this is kind of what Paul was talking about. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember book, chapter, and verse, but when he said, hey, if you're single, it's cool to be single. Like you're not yeah. going to be as distracted from doing kingdom work if you are single. Whereas me being married and having two stupid dogs, I have to 
make sure that wifey and two stupid dogs are happy and fed and all that kind of stuff where you have wifey and Chirins. You have to make sure they're happy and fed and and one you know, stupid being brought dog up in the admonition of, of the Lord and all that kind of stuff. And one, and one stupid dog. Don't forget Luther. Also one stupid dog. <laughs> yes, my dog's name Luther. I didn't, I didn't realize that your dog's name was Luther because while while I do have one named Fozzie, I also have a dog named Augustine. Yes. And that one is just pure. That that one's a hundred pounds of dirt. But anyway, <laughs> maybe uh, He's a maybe maybe I'll. Meme. So yes, Luther. Our dog is named Luther uh, in the spirit of Martin Luther. Uh, but there are some other uh, uh, other reasons that I will share with you off air. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah. So this this concept of vocation and and making sure that what we're doing we do so with the proper understanding that it's something that we've been prepared for and equipped for, uh, but we we don't have modes, right? It's not like I'm at work from you know eight thirty to to five. Uh, when I'm at work, I'm not in like work mode, right? Where like, okay, I'm at work, I'm systems engineer until 5 p.m. I'm nothing else other than that. Because you better believe if my wife calls me and says, hey, something came up, so on and so forth, I'm going to be like, yes, absolutely. Unless, unless I, I, I can't, like I can't make a sacrifice for whatever reason, but I will still try to, to help that situation out because of my responsibility as my wife's husband and the father right. of my children. You know, so let's say, um, let's say the wife were to call me right now. It's like, Hey, I heard Micah got sick at school. I need to go pick him up, but I, you know, the kids are sleeping. They're taking their naps. And, um, let's say instead of a podcast, I was in a meeting right now. Um, so I would, uh, you know, I couldn't get out. Let's say I couldn't get out. It was that important of a meeting. Um, you know, I would reach out to others uh, and see, hey, can you can you please go pick Micah up? You know, we've got a situation on our hands. If not, let me know, and then you know, then I'll make an exception. You know, or 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 I'll, I'll make an exception from work, and then and then take out to go take care of Micah, and, and everything will be okay. Uh, but understanding that, you know, when like when we're at work, it's not like I'm at work. Gee, can't you leave me alone? I'm trying to do my job. Or or when I'm at home and someone from work, you know, calls or instant messages like I'm at home, leave me alone. You know, at the very least, you know, I still I still am a worker for my company and can say something like, hey, I'll take care of you, you know, and, and this is when I can do it. Just like at church. You know, let's say it's the middle of the worship service and. You know, there is uh say there's an issue, but I mean, to make it a little more fair, an issue that maybe not only you can solve, right? Uh, those are always, <laughs> those are always tough situations. And, and I don't think either of us are seeking, uh, to give you an easy way out, um, for pigeonholing yourself in, <laughs> into a specialized right. area. Um, because I have experience doing the pigeonholing. I have no idea how to get out of one. So, um, there's that. <laughs> 
but I mean, if it's in the middle of the worship service, you're there with your family, you are receiving God's gifts of word and sacrament and returning praise and thanksgiving to him. Um, and someone comes up and is like, Hey, Hey John, uh, we've got an issue with the visitor computer in, in the commons. Um, there's someone trying to sign up for a Bible class and, and I'm sure that happens to you all the time since you are in that realm as a career. Thankfully, that is one pigeonhole that I've managed to uh, to kind of ah. stay out of. I've, I've circled the drain a little bit um, with with that. Um, for the longest time, when someone would have a computer issue and not think of me, like I would get like flustered for some stupid reason, and like, why do you think of me? Oh my god. And I'm like, thank goodness, my geez. I mean, I know you're wrong, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, the, the only issue is I've got friends who run our, our middle school and high school ministries, and so I'm, I'm kind of their go-to. I'm cool with that. But, um, but I, I don't think that's an unreasonable example. Um, I mean, those are all things that we have at our church. You know, we have the computer. We have situations where people are, you know, they've left the 930 service. They've got their kids from Sunday school and they're trying to sign up for a, for a, you know, a Bible study class or an adult ministry event, and you know, something goes wrong, and, oh, what are we going to do? And it's not outside of the realm of possibility that someone may come and ask you. And that's one of those times is like, you know what? I, I, I am invested here. I am passionate about what I'm doing at church. But right now, I am worshiping my God. You know what kind of clicked with me while you were rambling just now is... Is what? While I was rambling. Yes. While, while you were rambling and being a church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. I do love to ramble. Is if you legitimately care about something, family, sports, any manner of recreation, uh, volunteer work, job, whatever, then you will communicate about it. Whether, oh, yeah. whether you can't do something or whether you or going to be late, whatever. Uh, you will also plan for it, just like you were talking about with planning meals for your family. Sure. Or how we rehearse uh, mm -hmm. for, you, we rehearse our parts uh, before the actual band rehearsal. Go listen to the <laughs> episode with Jason Alsop of Worship Artistry. Cody, I don't think we can stress this quite enough to tell our listeners, practice, practice. Yeah. <laughs> if you play an <laughs> instrument, practice. Please. As, as Domingo Ayala says, and if you're not familiar with Domingo Ayala, look him up on YouTube. Perfect makes practice. <laughs> uh, but the opposite is true, too. If you don't care about something, then you're not going to put the effort in. And I think uh, many church musicians and many church volunteers in general maybe need to take a good hard look at why they even said yes in the first place. Uh, and maybe, uh, dare I say it, step away for a minute and reorient themselves just totally. Uh, sure. You know, there are there's problems in churches all around where, you know, I'm not trying to call out any specific church or ministry or person where people no, just we did that don't last show week. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> people just won't show up for certain positions on a Sunday morning. Sure. Uh, well, how how selfish is that to just to just not show up or to uh, five minutes before come up with some lame excuse? Yeah. And I'm not talking about uh, 
you know, like, hey, I had a heart attack on the way to church. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. People always jump to these extreme conclusions. But man, if you stubbed your toe, come to church. <laughs> For sure. You if know, you had a nosebleed, come to church. It's not that hard. You know, when we were talking about the... Uh, I think it was on the, the dress code... Uh, episode where we talked about heart issues. You know, I think that situations like that are kind of a heart issue where, Oh yeah. You know, we, we do need to ask ourselves, but not just in, not just in times of, of, uh, or, or, or during issues and things like that. But I think we need to constantly evaluate, um, the opportunities and responsibilities that have been presented to us and ask ourselves, why are we here? Um, I can share a personal example. If if I'm if I'm in the band on a Sunday, which recently has been almost every Sunday. Sorry, wife. Um, also, <laughs> segue. Apologies to the family. Non sequitur. If you are a husband or a wife, and you serve in the church on Sunday mornings, and you leave early and you come home late, my best advice for you is before you leave that house. If the kids aren't awake yet, make sure they have clothes set out if they're, you know, unless they're old enough to do that. Make sure that there's something quick and easy for breakfast. I think, you know, I think we talked about that just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we, we effectively did. But that was more for ourselves. And, yes. and we literally just, I, I'm sure you saw that, but we, we just had a comment in the, in the podcast lounge on that episode post where... I don't remember who it was because it escapes me right now. And I'm thinking on the fly. I don't know if I saw is, this comment is, is he said, you know, Hey, I kind of feel bad for my wife some Sundays because we have four kids and I leave before any of them are awake in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Do the same for your kids. Yep. I mean, vocation, right? When you are a band member, you don't stop being a father or a husband. And we have to remember that. Um, but I, there's been times where, you know, on a Sunday morning I've, I've walked out, I'm, you know, I'm in the band and, you know, I, uh, I get there and, you know, my head is in a space where it's all about technique and tone and, uh, not so, I mean, not so much gear, but like what it can do. And, mm -hmm. um, especially when I, you know, when I was rebuilding my, my board, like every, you know, every couple months, um, like, you know, I, I was really kind of in that and like, Oh, look how pretty this looks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I had a, t I had a temple audio board with like the led strip underneath. It was like, mm, what color will I choose for Hillsong's alive? Make it look really good. <laughs> um, I think it sounded I like, I mean, play good, look good and play good, right? <laughs> I suppose. Um, but uh wish I had an LED strip under my pet. No, I don't. That, no, I it's have distracting. Too much stuff to take care of in the first place. Plus, it takes. I got an Ox Eight Hundred that I'll go to for solos and there stuff. There we go. And and I get flashy, flashy, sometimes. I know. I'm like, yeah. ooh, he's getting angry again. I love it. Um, but I noticed that those times when I'm focused on all of those things, I play like garbage. When I'm yeah. focused, when I'm focused on playing well, I play like garbage, because. Yes, I'm a guitarist, but I don't stop being a follower and disciple of Christ. 
nor do I stop being hey a worshiper yo. of spirit and truth. And, you know, it's that, it's that healthy balance that is important. Um, and unfortunately for me, that happens a lot more than I'd like it to. Where, you know, I'm concerned with, you know, is, you know, is this knob or this sound as perfect as it could be? Um, you know, because like practice, once again, take care of it beforehand. And yeah, I, I would say that, uh, that, you know, a lack of practice and the preoccupation with your sound uh, kind of go hand in hand. You take care of things beforehand, you know, which you could say is pretty difficult to do. You know, well, my amp's at church. I can't turn up to the same volume. And that is exactly why you should check out the Geneva Amp Sim by Westminster Effects. And you can that, have the same great tone also, at home and at church. Boom. Yes, and that is also why you just shouldn't leave your stuff at church. True, unless I'm your church has a lot of locks and a baller insurance policy. Um, also that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this, this isn't so much of a um, exploratory episode, I don't think, as it is... Uh, practical and encouraging in that God has placed responsibilities and passions on our hearts. And, you know, but they should not replace him. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And in that, fact, that what is we, what we, we often, often end up doing that little gods we end up focusing on. Yeah. We end up focusing on the gift rather than the giver of the gift. Absolutely. And I think one thing that we, I don't think, I know, that one thing in all of these things that we always need to remember isn't the first thing. The first thing that we should remember is that how is this going to glorify God? How is right. my, you know, how is my playing, my, my service, my leading going to glorify God? How is, you know, building this and how can I glorify God doing it? Not, not from a perspective of, of, oh, how much better is God going to look with me doing this? But no, how can I <laughs> posture myself? And, and I was rubbing my hands together there for a little visual, like Mr. Burton. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, how can we posture ourselves um, in humility, in, 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 in servitude, uh, and take up that, uh, that identity as a disciple and as a servant leader where we seek to be like Christ who did not come to be served, but to serve. And we always keep in mind that everything we do, whether we eat or drink, whether we play or build, whether we sing or preach or teach or mow lawns, that whatever we do, let it be to the glory of God. Well, that seems like a good place to wrap up there. Yeah, it kind of felt like it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So let's roll with that. If you're actively writing and performing music and would like to be an official Westminster artist and even get your song played at the end of one of these podcast episodes, fill out our application at westminstereffects.com. This week, our outro song is a little bit of a twist. It features Westminster artist as well as Chon guitarist Mario Camarena, but he was recently featured in a new Polyphia single entitled yes so, <laughs> nice so that's what you're gonna hear follow us and comment on facebook and instagram subscribe on itunes and spotify and leave a five-star review we don't care if it's honest just leave us five stars again thanks for listening
Take it easy. Bye-bye.